0: How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Corey Bosler, host of Talks with Boss podcast. Today's special guest is Juan Hustle, radio and media. How you doing today, Juan?
1: Man, I'm good, Corey. Man, I'm good. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a it's it's an honor to be on here with you this afternoon. I appreciate it. It only took about 40 minutes to get it straight. Hey, we got it popping though. That's all that matters. The, the 40 The 40 minutes was good catch-up time. <laughs> so what's going on
0: with you uh, in today's world now, man? What are you up to these days?
1: Man, Get my hands and feet muddy in the marketing industry, man. working with professional athletes, um, working with small brands, working with artists, comedians, producers, just pretty much using the skill set that I've uh, acquired over my 20 years in radio and TV and uh, helping the next generation of talent come to realize their dreams. That's pretty much what I'm up to nowadays. So for the folks out there don't know, you was
0: in local radio here in the city of Louisville for quite some time. What led to the departure of that? Because from the outside looking in as a, a close friend of several people at that, station and just an audience listener what
1: happened uh that's something that i still don't know to this day like straight up i don't know um it was a situation where a contract like the contract didn't make sense and we all decided to part ways louisville's like pretty much home for me now i came here from gainesville florida and um it's actually the 13th market of my career it was a it was a good experience working with that company but yeah sometimes things come good things come to an end i just leave it at that good things come to an end no hard feelings i've worked with big companies i work with small company mom and pop company, um global and national companies. so it is what it is uh but i'm enjoying life where i'm at right now, now
0: that's that's the main thing you know I, I I will say this though like i know y'all don't get paid a lot in it let's be real for the folks out there that don't understand where you make your money is doing dj gigs or doing like promotional things like at a store or something like that i mean they get paid
1: but y'all really don't get paid on the out. it really depends on your market size um um, the Louisville market's considered market number 53 or 54, I believe. Uh, so so your sal- overall salary won't be that much unless you're a dominant station. And uh, even a market this size, you could be the dominant station and still be underpaid. Um, really, it's about the hustle and bustle of what you got going on outside of your nine to five. That's what any job, like you hustling on the outside of your job, you go, your, your income is going to be right. But uh, I was never one of those type of people because I came into this industry, uh, the entertainment industry while I was a sophomore year in high school. Um, So I came in when people were getting paid. Posts were getting paid. DJs was getting paid. I got to see these people make money. And then around 2009, 2010, somewhere in there, I started seeing the next generation come in and pretty much the headline DJ was supposed to get 1500 to 2000 to DJ. The new up-and-coming uh, folks was coming in, hey, I can be $200. I-, I DJ for $200. And ever since around 08 to 09, like the price, like we devalued ourselves. And now folks is out here doing- doing stuff for $150, $500. I'm like, bro, that ain't any money. Like how some of these clubs, how some of this nightlife is, That's not even worth going out to, you know what I'm saying, participate in that, risking your life for a couple hundred dollars. Like it ain't even worth it no more. So that's that's one reason why uh, in this market, like I like traveling, man. Like I'm a traveling type person. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm one of those people like, I like to get up and bust a move. Being in the same club, that just, it wasn't my, <laughs> that wasn't my thing. We've had some
0: conversations off the cuff. On a side note, we do, I know you like to bust a move. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm talking about,
1: man. I I do what I do to do what I do.
0: <laughs> Can you say that ten times fast sober? I knew, it, I knew,
1: it, I knew what I do to do what I do. I do what I yeah. do. It. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Moving and grooving with the uh, with the
0: fair sex.
1: Ain't no wrong with that. <laughs>
0: Man, I, I lived a very good life Still living it See, and and, and that was when you was at your biggest Yeah, but
1: and, I, I, and honestly um, The Louisville Market, that, this, this wasn't Even where I was at my biggest, honestly Yeah, I think uh, my time in Indianapolis Before I got diagnosed with stage 4 cancer I think that's when I was my most successful Like that, That uh, in it, even though It's not my hometown, like all my friends And I still got family up there, that's like That's home for me, so I get up there I'm up in Indianapolis every week So, um, yeah, Indianapolis like, was probably Where I've seen my most success? Not on the radio. Definitely a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Definitely a little bit of (laughs) both. So
0: let's talk about that uh, stage four situation. What type of cancer was the stage four?
1: Yeah, I had stage four nasopharyngeal cancer. Um, it's a cancer that's found at the base of the neck, at the back of the right underneath the brain cavity. I was in Miami uh, with a DJ and uh, started developing headaches, and these headaches just wouldn't go away for like six months straight. My personal primary care physician was treating me as a um, upper respiratory syndrome, or uh, what's it called? Like, uh, like I was having like, you know what I'm saying one of them codes or something and he was just giving me um, he was giving me over-the-counter medicine and like uh, different uh, antibiotics and none of that was working for six months none of it was working and one day the headache got so bad that I literally felt like my head was going to explode like that's the best way, I tell people that to this day, the best way I could say was my head was about to explode, I could feel it about to explode from the inside so um, I my, my girlfriend at the time took me to um, IU Hospital Simon Cancer Research Center in downtown Indianapolis and uh, they held me down did some TCT scans and found out I had masses growing uh, in my nasopharynx area, which is basically right down the throat in the back of the neck area. And uh, so they decided to hold me over a couple days, see if it went down. It didn't go down, and then they held me in for a biopsy. My first time ever getting put under. It was the best sleep ever. But uh, on the backside of that biopsy, that's a terrible I, joke. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's, it was terrible. still the best sleep ever. That's the best sleep ever. Like yo, by the time they they put the gas mask on you, as like, all right, Mr. We we're going to count down five, four. By the time they got to the two, I was out. I was out. Yeah. And so they uh, had me do the biopsy, cut tissue out. And uh, the very next morning, I wake up, finally wake up. All my friends and family just standing around the bed. I'm like, I thought I was at my own funeral just waking up. I'm like, bro, what are y'all doing? I couldn't talk. All I had a huge gauze in my mouth come in about 10 minutes later to tell, me, tell my family and friends what it was. And I was like, damn, here we go. So like, what's the recovery for
0: something like that? Was it easy for you? or was Definitely just-
1: wasn't. It definitely wasn't. I went through a crazy amount of weight loss, um, lost all my hair, lost my taste buds for about a year and a half. So for about a year and a half, every single thing I tasted, no matter what it was, it tasted like a cold spoon. Like put a cold spoon on your (laughs) tongue. Put a cold spoon on your tongue. Pretty much what it tastes like. That sounded
0: like Spice Adams right there. (laughs) back to the thing so yeah that, that's crazy you know i didn't go through something like that personally but my wife did you know she yeah. had half her right lung removed and mm. i think i think they took like a three and a half millimeter mass or a four millimeter or something it was it was big mm. it's more or less a bronchial carcinoid they say it's like no big deal like you do this shit all the time like oh it's no big deal girl right we do, we do this all the time like part of my french bitches is fucking cancer
1: right Just- right right and right he- it's a it it's no easy feat. It's 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 not hard to personally go through it, and it is hard to watch somebody go through it. Like it's hard. And people don't realize how tough it is. Right. You know,
0: um I what I encountered side of watching my wife just go through that catastrophic bullshit. It was it was bad for me. You know, I couldn't I couldn't let my emotions out from it. And, you know, that right. stuff back to me too, because you know, somebody had to be strong for the family, somebody had to be strong for the kids. Damn sure it gotta be strong for her. Right, right. It was uh I think that was what was hard for me is seeing her go through what she went through and then me unfortunately having to be the strong one and right. not emotion for it because it's what well, people don't realize when your counterpart goes through something like that like it you go through it too right luckily you know you're through your stuff and my wife is too and uh both of y'all are doing okay let's yeah. get let's get back to what you went through mm-hmm. I Me, mean, i like to bounce around kind of like yeah. you in the day so you said you were on the the tip of not having any taste or smell really for about a year or so
1: right right it was all taste buds uh the 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 radiation that i was receiving pretty much melted away all my saliva and taste buds for about a year and a half like all the head my chest cavity from my heart up through the top of my head was getting radiation so that radiation pretty much melted away all my taste every single thing i tasted no matter how spicy how sultry stuff was tasting it just tastes like a cold spoon. like that's the best Way to say it. First two things I was able to taste coming out of cancer was mustard and coffee. I would literally put mustard on everything. I didn't give a damn what it was. Like I, it can be a you know, I don't care. Burrito, bag of chips, it had to have mustard on it. So I could taste it. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the first two things I was able to taste. That's wild. Coffee and mustard.
0: I thought you was going to say you put mustard in your coffee.
1: N- yeah, actually I did. As long as I as long as
0: I was able to taste that's oh, all I don't know what's worse, mustard and coffee, or you know, Kentucky's quarterback Will Levis does mayonnaise
1: and coffee mayonnaise and coffee that sounds like some european like like that's some french stuff go on,
0: no go ahead and say it that's white people shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna agree with you
0: <laughs> no it's all right go on and say it that's
1: white people shit but the thing is like over in europe uh they use mayonnaise for a lot of stuff that we don't use it for i don't use mayonnaise period <laughs> You missing out, man. Tuna sandwich. I'm about to
0: make me a turkey sandwich here in a minute. That's the only thing I use mayonnaise for is actually turkey. That's it. I mean, not that's- turkey. I don't put it on nothing else. I don't cook food with butter. I don't do none of that shit.
1: You don't cook food with butter?
0: What are you cooking with? What it is? now? vegetable cooking oil spray. That's it. You know, a vegetable cooking
1: oil, I think
0: it's worse than butter, ain't it? I don't use, I use the, I don't know what kind it is, but
1: if I don't use know. use oil, use safflower, safflower oil. That's the best thing to cook with, in my opinion. I don't put salt on food either. Yeah, I don't, I don't do salt so I don't buy salt and I don't um buy ship. Those are the two things I don't buy. Oh yeah, facts. that's
0: yeah. bad for you. So what do you think of the way of the
1: world uh today,
0: how the world is out there?
1: Man, it's um it's a lot of crazy stuff going on, but as my late grandmother always said, there's nothing new underneath the sun. Um I'm one of the people that like Whatever you constantly consume is pretty much going to be used to get you at some point. Um, I'm not one. I keep up with the news, but I'm not programmed and brainwashed by it. See, you know what I'm,
0: I'm the same way, bro. I don't watch that stuff either because right. Facebook. Facebook's my news.
1: That's it. That's it. Scroll and go. Scroll and go. <laughs> like, I, like, if I want to know what the world is going, what's going on in the world, I'll walk out the front door. That's I, all I do.
0: I want to talk about a, a, a tough subject here, especially in our city, the um, situation with police and African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And I speak on this, you know, my family situation. So I right. I see the uh, anger and stuff like that from both sides. For the folks out there that and you know what I'm about to say that say, well, why ain't you like this? Or, or y'all like this? When you know, you know, the black on black crimes and stuff. What do you say to the individuals out there? Now, I know it's not. Like, not all cops are bad. In some situations, the bad outweigh the good. As of now, for the last umpteen years, that's been the situation, unfortunately, sadly. What do you say to the folks out there that that say something like that? Because you get what I'm saying? Like, there's been a lot of that going on, especially in our city the last two or three years, people saying, on, especially on
1: social media, why ain't you like that when blacks are killing blacks? What do you say to people that say that? Man, it's always an instance where one bad apple always spoils the bunch, man. Yep. And you can't justify police brutality because they're put in that position to protect and serve. Um, and When they overstep certain boundaries and certain laws and take actions in their hands that that end up costing people their lives, no matter the race, it's wrong. Just because you got that badge on don't make you better than the next person. You're still human. Have compassion, have humility. Uh, treat each person that you cross just like that you would treat a family member. I think if more officers around the country, not just here, but if more officers around the country do that, and we wouldn't see the unrest that we got going on in this country
0: right now. I think even before Brianna, it's been kind of bad like that, but I think Brianna's
1: unfortunate death is what took it. Yeah, it put the spotlight right on us. Yeah, <laughs> no, facts. Put the spotlight right on us. Like, Louisville just, in, I've been here since March of 2015, and since I got in this community, um, the city has grown so, the spotlight is shining so bright on this on this city now. Um, I got in March 2015, and ever since the Bryson Tiller era uh, all the yeah. way through now. Jack Harlow. Thank
0: that much?
1: Jack is a superstar.
0: Yeah, people act like Bryson Tiller's a scrub though.
1: Yeah, Jack Jack's a superstar. I, I, I don't know what the situation with Bryson is. Um, he's still one of the most talented artists that I ever had the uh, opportunity to meet. Um, he comes from a dope, dope family. His whole family's dope. His auntie, I love his auntie. His auntie knew I loved her. Um, his grandmother that passed away, I loved her like she was my own granny. It's just time where like yo some people they have a certain time period and whatever got you to that success sometimes it's best to go back and rebuild on that because clearly what got you in the door worked like sometimes you just gotta go back and revisit and you know what I'm saying build those connections if he broke any connections and just make it all make sense but Bryson got the talent he got a new
0: record out with Diddy right now
1: like that the country is loving
0: I didn't know he got a new record out is it nice
1: yeah yeah yeah. he got a record with uh, Diddy out it's called uh, I forgot what it's called but it's all over radio right now does Diddy say take that at
0: all at any point in time
1: I don't think he does but he should have he should have I should remix that and just put that take that take that in there yeah take that take that
0: I'm serious though, because any time you look past it, name one song that he hasn't said.
1: Right, right, right. That's that guy, man. Like, Diddy has always been like a person now looked up to in hip hop. So, like, I always, even back in my early years, I used to try to model my, my look after him, like in a cheap Walmart fashion type, though. Right. <laughs> It pays, it pays. It I, pays,
0: it pays. I'm dressed in Walmart. Ain't no shame in my game. That's why. No, 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 at all. Them George
1: I, T-shirts. Man, I got a closet full them. <laughs> I got about 15 of it. I don't do the other brands though. It's only George for me.
0: <laughs> if you're Walmart. That's it. We got about 10 minutes left. I want to switch yep. gears here. Um, it's always been a ongoing issue for men, but last weekend, a UFC fighter by the name of Patty the Batty, after his post-fight, was crying, talking about how his friend just, he found out like three days ago or something like that before the fight started, happened that his friend had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about the stigma that men face on a daily basis that often gets overlooked. You know, I think for me, I want to say what I think the two reasons are, and then I'll let you talk. For me, the issues are, we're told we gotta be strong, Mm -hmm. no emotion, suck it up quit crying at at, at some point in time like you have men are human you know and men have to be allowed to express themselves emotionally right and when you're not able to talk about the things that have you upset or the things that have you talking in the ways that you shouldn't or in the ways that have you thinking that you shouldn't what else is there to do what are some of the issues of why men face mental illness as much as some other races or, you know, individuals do and yeah. how important it is for men to talk.
1: I think uh, men in today's age uh, are under so much um, from the people that are supposed to love and hold them down. And um, that scrutiny and pressure is like causing us to pretty much fall apart. Um, I'm seeing even amongst my friends, like even myself, um, a lot of us are going through therapy because like the pressure that people put on us to be, I guess, the, the foundation, the leader, strong. It's like it never gives us, they never, the same people that do that, they never give us an outlet to be what you just said like open up like be emotional like you're still we're still human the minute you take away that humility now you're dealing with a monster oh now you can now you get all that little side stuff so um it's, it's a lot of pressure on men no matter the race it's a lot of pressure on men right now yep. and it's and it's really destroying relationships. like it's destroying trust and it's destroying relationship and by the time you identify that pressure that you put on your significant other or just for, to a friend it, it's, it's like damn the damage is done like it's run its course yeah So are we gonna both have patience to like go back and try to fix it or do you move on because if you choose to move on just always remember those memories are gonna be there to haunt
0: you Oh, facts that what what hurts you never never leaves you
1: yeah you know um i went through
0: a lot of counseling um when i was younger i wasn't like that but i just it took me a while to develop in certain areas of life a lot of people blame it on the add but nah, i ain't like that you know I, I knew right um i did school counseling and i even did outside counseling. the bullying that i suffered in my younger days was so bad that i had a rope around not a rope but a belt around my neck and i was standing on my bed in the seventh grade and i had a tied on the ceiling fan. I'm not saying, you know, I was, I'm not saying anything would have happened, but, that thought as a child and the fact that i went that far as a child to initiate action like that
1: right and it's crazy because it's a lot of young kids uh like under 13 that's actually committing suicide nowadays like that's a conversation that's currently going on in towns that i have families in and um it's crazy that the stigma is there but nobody's talking about it like these kids are struggling right now just the light of what went on during the pandemic it's just like like we got to start having these conversations and saving the children the children are our future, not to sound cliche, but the children are our future. Like if they're harming themselves and, and committing suicide, like it's killing our future. You know, one
0: thing about stigmas, we got we got five minutes or less on yep. s- One thing about stigmas, it's comparable to family trauma and like old cliches of, you know, how it is it runs in a family. Man, that's right. bullshit. Right. You can change how you want to be, you can change how you are. You can be the reason that st- stuff stops in the family. That right. is the most overused excuses to allow somebody to be a shit human being right it runs it family. man fuck that (laughs) that's straight bullshit yeah that that's like aggravating to me and like i you know one time um i think i was like 24 or 25 i can't remember what happened but i came home to my mom's house tore the house up and I, i wanted to cut both my wrists i put light marks on them i never went through it so obviously i really didn't because if i wanted to i would have did it it's like a major cry for help and right. yeah man and i think part of that was because you know like you were just saying people got to talk to find right. you my friend even gotta be a therapist you just gotta talk
1: right know? those are conversations that people gotta like we have to find out because sometimes people suffer in silence right in front of me. Mm. like um a lot of folks um matter of fact let's put robin williams in there one of the funniest people in the history of the world not even just talking america one one of the funniest people in the history of the world dealt with mental issues almost his entire career and killed himself the man the people that make you the most happy walking around with the most joy the biggest hearts um always smiling and happy those tend to be the people that are hurting the most and that's a conversation that's a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have because they seem like they pop and they got it going on so before
0: we end before we end this great uh short conversation due to uh, difficulties that took 40-something Then, What folks do you represent in the sports world to uh, work for? Uh, you said something uh, the other day. It's Eric Wood, and who
1: else? Uh, yeah, I got a young man out of uh, West Kentucky that I'm uh, working on right now. His name is Amari Harwick. Oh, no, Amari Alexander. I said Amari Harwick. That's the actor, Ghost. Amari uh, Alexander, he's, he's a pretty dope quarterback out of West Kentucky. Um, a couple of others that I don't want to name because they haven't signed paperwork yet, but those are pretty much the top two at the moment. And I'm also managing a couple artists and producers. I got a producer by the name of McIntosh. Um, I'm actually going uh, to either lunch or dinner with a young Latina singer here whose vocals are incredible. Um, somebody that was near and dear to her uh, passed away recently and I had an opportunity to actually run back into it. So uh, I'm going to be working with her, trying to help her get her brand. Just pretty much uh, using what I've been doing over the past 20 years outside of media and trying to help people get to where they're going. While, I'm making, while I'm making a little damn money on the side. I'm joking. <laughs>
0: No, but let's be real. You're not joking. Yeah, got to get paid somehow.
1: That's that part. That part. And when they get paid, I get paid. Let's do it. Uh One more thing. Uh I think
0: you should help the Indianapolis uh, Pacers.
1: Uh, I'm a die. I, growing up, I was a diehard Seattle SuperSonics fan. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, my two favorite players of all time. Period. Well, I ain't gonna say Gary Payton, but definitely Sean Kemp. Everybody that knows me. I got a closet full of Kemp jerseys. Like that was my favorite player of all time. I was standing for him as a kid. Straight up, kamikazes on my feet and everything. Um, so when they left Seattle and went to Oklahoma City, I didn't really transition to. Become a Thunder fan. I'm just like, yo, I'm going to wait till Seattle give a team back. And I don't really root for Pacers. I'm more. Leaning towards the Charlotte Hornets because they like they got a fun style of basketball. It's just that this summer they had a terrible PR year, man. Terrible PR year, like a terrible, like constant bad press. I'm like, even Michael Jordan turning away the kids in the garage the other day. I'm like, bro, like you just had your, one of your star players get busted with weed. Another one, damn near about to go to prison for domestic violence. I'm like, bro, the last thing you should have did was hurt Beren to them kids and took that damn. That, that would
0: have shit some
1: positivity. Yeah. In a dark situation. That's where people like me who know marketing management, that's where we come in and fix situations. Like, um, like, yo, I, I, some of it's, it's a name, I won't drop the name here, but um, it's a talent that I'm about to, I'm actually just signing, getting, about to be involved with again. Just met with him yesterday and uh, he has some things from his past that he's trying to get cleaned up before we start doing some major stuff. And I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go through Google and see what I can find. And like, we're gonna have to clean some stuff up so that folks can see you for who you truly are so yeah it's all about like that pr once that m- bad press get out there you, you got to do 10 times as much to clean it up Facts. So before we end this great conversation,
0: if you could give one piece of advice out there to folks, what would it be?
1: Um, be happy, man. Um, be happy. And if you're not happy, find ways to get happy. Um, do that. Um, spend more time with your family and your friends. A lot of us are dedicating too much time to these jobs that will replace you the minute you get fired. We got more loyalty to a paycheck than we do to our level. Mm. And I think and I think that that's something that we all gotta get better at because if the pandemic ain't showed you one thing. Life is very fleeting. Like, we live in lose and loved ones, childhood, friends, left and right. It's our generation that's up next. So it's like, yo, like, get out there. Get outside the box. Make them trips and go see your old friends. Go see your old family. See cousins you ain't seen in year. Like, do your part. You know what I'm saying? Because life is temporary. We only own this earth for so long. Like, make it make sense the first time around.
0: Juan, I want to thank you for your time. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. I'll
1: definitely. L- definitely. Next yeah. time I see you, though, one of them models in the background, it better be in the car because it's coming to me especially that green one that green one right there right there that green one nope nope bam you just passed you just passed it
0: bam right there yeah so you know the funny story about that one is i got a fifth and i got two one seven five bottles of that same liquor too
1: over four liters. what is that what is it uh that or this that one right there it's actually called weller oh yeah i need i need to try that i need to try that i'm pulling up on you i need to try that i got everything over here player uh, no say less say less say less man juan you take
0: care of yourself brother we'll be chatting again soon man peace out will
1: do all right yes sir